Hey y'all, and welcome to the table where everyone is invited to take a seat. I am your host, your favorite host, who does the most, Isaac Sanders, and... Aaron, who is the one who inhales tea right before recording. You know, Not we all can be great. Rude. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Aaron, let's talk to the new listeners. If there are new listeners, you know, I don't know if these people are new or not. But we have to tell them about the segment, so... Yeah, well, welcome to the table again where everyone is invited to eat um, and sit. I eat a lot. Um, so we always start off the day with an, or the meal with an appetizer. We like those three-course meals. Um, appetizers are light, fluffy. We just kind of do a fun little topic. Then dinner is served where we get into the topic of the day, get a little heavy, uh, still have a lot of fun, and wrap it up with a dessert where we just wrap up, introduce social media, talk about fun events coming up, and send you off into the world enlightened. Enlightened. Uh, yeah. That's that's what we do, I guess. That's what we try. We try our best. Yeah. Um, so let's jump right into the appetizers. So, you know, it's a new year, mm-hmm. and it's a new process. It's new mm-hmm. everything. You know, new year, new, whatever. Can that be like? Sure. My life. New, new year, year, new whatever. whatever. Okay, but yeah, since it is a new year, I wanted to start off the new year with a question. So give me one word that can sum up the way you are feeling right now in this moment. Just one word? Just one word. Hmm. I think I have to go with pensive. Pensive. Ooh, explain. If you want to. It's up to you. I do. I am feeling quite thoughtful about this upcoming year. There's going to be a lot of changes for me. There are already a lot of things happening right now day four when this episode drops there's already a lot happening um and you know i've gotta i gotta spend some time thinking and reflecting on that yeah that's real i'm also i feel like i'm kind of in that space Mm -hmm. i don't know what my word is i literally asked you that question and didn't even think about it Um, (laughs) why am i like this (laughs) well Um, you got 10 seconds what's your what's your word of the day okay Mm, exhilarated. Ooh. Did I use that the last time we came, hung out and we like didn't do this on air? But like, I don't think you did. did I, okay, that's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm like throwing out new ideas. Yeah. Um, but yes, I feel exhilarated. It's a new year. I have like new opportunities and like new things coming my way. Mm-hmm. So I'm really into the idea of like being excited about it. Yeah. Like, in, like, really sitting in that excitement, because if I don't sit in the excitement, I'm going to get, like, burnt out. That's fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally hold on to the little things a lot so I can get through the day, get through yeah. the week. Just be, I don't know, the moment that I had before is not what I'm going to get back, so why not? Oh, that's what I'm doing good, now. I like so. that. That's a good outlook. Yeah. I'm really into it, because I, like, now, like, for January, I focused on joy, on my, like like what do you call it intelligence journey of like my emotions like mm-hmm. my emotional intelligence is like really important to me right now and i think like for everybody it's very important to be in tune with what's going on and what's going on with your body and where you are at like emotionally so um this is a good question that i got from my friend carissa um 
and I can't take credit for it because I don't take credit for things I don't do. Good. So um, you got to cite your sources. So shout out to Carissa for the question. It's really, it gets me going. It makes me feel like really powerful and stuff. I don't know. Thank you, Carissa. Yes, you're the best. Um, But anyway, we're going to take a short break and then get into dinner. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, I'm real hungry. (laughs) Yum. Hey, y'all. We're on break, but... I felt like breaks needed to be a little bit more energized and a little bit more fun. So we're going through Facebook comments with Erin. Yeah. So tell us the content, Erin. What are we talking about in these comments? So apparently Oregon is making some changes. And shout out to any Oregonian listeners. Right. No fault of your own that you guys never pumped your own gas. And if you did, power to you. You're independent. But man... I didn't know that that was the case in Oregon. And so I see these nice screenshots from comments. And, you know, I I totally understand doing new things is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But as as someone who's been pumping their own gas since driving, (laughs) maybe some of my parents, yes, there are two particular comments that really stuck out to me. Now, unfortunately, these are comments from people who may have been mocking the situation, and I apologize in advance, but (laughs) I must continue. I'm so excited. So in the last episode, I mentioned I'm a huge fan of avoiding the millennials killing thing articles. Right. So this one comment really got to me, and it says, imagine what it's like being a baby boomer that preaches doing things yourself, yet refuses to pump their own gas like a normal human being. And I... (laughs) 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 Like, snatch Gilda's Edges, because I feel like Gilda's like a baby boomer name. Snatch Gilda's Edges. Yeah, like, (laughs) dang. (laughs) That's that's legit. Like, you know, (sighs) at the same time, I get it. If you you know, if you have arthritis, the cold doesn't really do well in organs. You know, you're much further north than where I am, and I can't really fault that. And of course, getting out of the car is really painful. So having someone assist you, totally fine. But <laughs> like, <laughs> and like and you know, pump it. Just pump your own gas if you can. If you can. Anyway. Yes. Second One more comment. I'm second so comment. Excited. So a lot of people who were upset about this, you know, complained about smelling like gas or leaving their kids in the car unattended or all these other things. You do know they have such things where you can pay at the pump, too. And, like, you don't even have to leave your car, really. Anyway. Is this not something that... Do you have to go inside to pump your gas at Oregon? You have to go and get a person and, like, they have to come back? Maybe they come out. I thought they walked out. Yeah, well, maybe they take your payment with you. I don't know how it works. It's a real cultural difference. I Oregon, like... Four times in my life. I went last and I don't when I was think, like I don't remember getting gas. Like, I just don't mm-mm, remember. Mm-mm. I remember getting pulled over. Damn. Anyway, y'all's cops in the middle of nowhere, they're on it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this one person says, I'm in Colorado where we are forced to pump our own gas. Because I'm worried about my children being left in the car while I stand outside of it in my skirt, I just pay the transients to pump it for me. This way we're all safe and the transients are distracted from bothering those who are pumping their own gas. <laughs> and you know... <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't 
I don't even have an explanation. That's like a really good job market like ploy for people who are like struggling or like are asking for work. They could just go and pump people's gas. Yo, that's a good market. But Oregon just lost it. Yeah, maybe there are going to be businesses that try to do the small stuff where you can come in and like Uber Pump. Uber Pump. Where you get <laughs> where you get like people to pump yeah. your gas. I love the concept of Uber Eats because then somebody could just bring me food from places that don't so deliver. So I don't have to do it. So I could do that with Uber Pumps. Yeah. I need to pitch this to Uber right now. Uber, if you're listening, we said it first. Right, like, don't let them take my shit. And your market's in Oregon, but... (laughs) They really need you right now. They need you. So, if you want to hear more of us banter about comments, you should go check out our Patreon in the description below. Patreon. I feel like they should pay me to make commercials for them, because I don't think they have their own. Hell yeah. Oh, well. Okay, let's get back to the show. And we're back. So dinner is served with 2017 processing. We're going to get deep and we're going to get heavy into 2017 and the things that we think are important in that time. Mm -hmm. So I got these questions from Hey Fran Hey, who's over at the Friend Zone podcast. I'll put a link in the SoundCloud description, which will disperse across all of the other mediums that this is played on. But, um, like I said earlier, it's really important to give, like, citations to the people who create stuff because, like, when you don't do that, people don't get credit for it. Like, the girl who created On Fleek has literally made no money from her work. Therefore, I'm going to put her GoFundMe down in the description below, and you should go give her some coin. But that's besides the point. Um, let's get into the questions. Yeah. So... What's the biggest life lesson you learned in 2017, Erin? I think the biggest life lesson I learned is that I have to choose to do the things that I love. I can't wait for them to happen. I can't just assume they'll naturally happen. Mm-hmm. I have to actively prioritize them yes. because I love them. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh. Um, for me, it's that the process takes time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to like constantly shout out Anne because that episode is like low key why I keep pushing on through life. I'm like, man, everything's hard. I don't know what's going on and I want to give up. And then I'm like, well, you know, I could just listen to the process is again and then get my whole life again. So, like, that's right what on I go Anne. back on. No, Anne is like killing the game in my mind and they don't even realize how great they are. And then like yesterday was their birthday. Like this is being recorded on the third. Yesterday was their birthday. <laughs> and like I sent this message and I was just I'm so happy that you're in my life. Like you're literally a light and you keep me together. And I'm Aww. like so appreciative of you. And they were just like, oh my gosh, this is the exact same thing I sent you after I read your article. <laughs> and I was like, I love this that we're like both like that for each other. Well, happy belated birthday. Anne. Yes, shout out to Anne and birthday. Yeah. Anne and birthday. Like, that sounds like two different people, but it's just Anne's birthday. <laughs> Anne and birthday. I'm, so I'm having a moment. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Okay. So, what's the biggest lesson you learned about yourself in 2017? Okay. So, what I learned was that being resilient. And being upset about resiliency do not have to be mutually exclusive. 
Would you care to talk more about that? So I think you may remember, but you were like my friend during this period of time. Mm -hmm. But for like a lot of other people, this last semester was the worst semester of my life. Yeah. And um, something that I was trying to process through last year, like two semesters ago, was like why people of color and like marginalized identities have to be resilient and why Mm -hmm. they are resilient and why resiliency shows up more in those communities than any others. Mm -hmm. And I got to this point where I was like, I'm tired of being resilient. Like, why do I not get the privilege to be sad? Why do I not get the privilege to like give up and stuff like that? And that was something that was weighing in the back of my mind for such a long period of time. And then I was continuously being resilient. And I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. And so I got to this, like, really dark point where I was like, either I choose to be resilient or I just give up. Like, there's no other options. And through, like, my struggle of, like, wanting to give up, I was getting so frustrated at the fact that I was being resilient. And so I started resenting myself for being resilient against my will because it's, like, regardless of, like, me wanting to give up or me wanting to like be in a dark place like I was always like but you know there's always like a silver lining and there's always like it was like just how my mind operated and functioned because I have been resilient for most of my life and I've had to like hold on to my traumas and like get through it without even processing them because of how strong I am and like now I'm really proud of that yeah and it had to take like me hitting rock bottom to realize like Uh, resiliency isn't that bad. I can still be mad about the fact that, like, marginalized identities are more resilient than everybody else because they have to deal with, like, more barriers and more, like, burdens. Right. But, well, actually, and my resiliency has kept me alive for 23 years, and, like, that's just how things are going to be. So, like, knowing that and also going back to, like, the process takes time, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of coming to terms with this, like, happiness of like my resiliency and like it's taking a long time but we'll get there eventually so same question and what's the biggest lesson you learned about you in 2017 i'm glad you already started talking about resiliency because i learned mm-hmm. again that i'm resilient right uh and now a little a little content warning i am going to talk about self-harm okay. a little bit but uh this year i got my little loser lover tattoo after right. seeing the it movie it's so cute like y'all i'm gonna post a picture on some social media side of this tattoo it's my favorite thing i get i get the most compliments on it but all of my other tattoos are below my like underneath my pants or mm-hmm. on my feet so no one sees them but I mainly got that tattoo uh, because I started cutting myself again. And mm. it was it wasn't it was just one little cut and I was like at the point where I was about to start pulling my hair out of my scalp and I was just I was going to have a really bad day. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I don't wanna do this. I did this mm-hmm. before. It didn't do anything. I don't wanna do it again. I'm getting that tattoo. Right. Like it was just I know, you know, with body modification comes with that pain and that adrenaline rush right. and things, but there's something about the permanency of this and the placement of it that I'm like, I don't I don't want to cut there anymore. Right. Like <laughs> No, like a lot of the times people who get tattoos mm-hmm. and do body modification is because they're trying not to do self-harm and like I have 13 tattoos. I have an industrial and my ear is pierced. Like, every time I go through crisis, the first thing I'm like, 
ooh, what kind of tattoo can I get next? And that, knowing that that's also an outlet and a safer one, yeah. but you still get that like feeling that you want, mm-hmm. and then afterward there's a reward. Yes. I'm into it. I'm like, it's a full good thing. Like, I only have six tattoos, but they're kind of, I mean, they're not big pieces, but they're mm-hmm. nice pieces. Like, right. I, I, I love, love every them. single one of your tattoos. Like, Thank I you. love them. Yeah. I love when you wear shorts because then I can see them. Yeah. And I'm just like, Aaron's bad, like way more badass than I am. Like, I'm more badass than people expect to. Right. A lot of people look at me and go, she's just a small white girl. And I'm like, I'm not no. just a small white girl. <laughs> I have complexities and intersections. <laughs> what? It's like everybody does. Oh my know? God. No way, no way. But no, that was, my lesson was that I'm resilient and mm. that I can, I can do things and I will do things. And I can also not do things. Yes. So that's, that was really important for me this year yeah last year um right before the year ended i got to see my one of my really good friends from undergrad sonia and sonia whenever she left she said i'm so proud of you for the things that you're doing the things that you are going to do and the things that you don't do and that last part brought me to tears because it was like I've never heard somebody tell me that they're proud of me for not doing things or not accomplishing things or failing yeah. because I've that in that in that self sounds like a lot and there's a lot there. But like in in that moment, I knew that she was saying, I love you in your completion. And it like took me all the way out. But like you have some really wise friends. I have I a will... really good collective, yeah. like including you, like Aww. all of y'all keep me together. And I'm the only reason I'm where I'm at right now is because of the people around me. You just attract us. Look, a little wisdom magnet, <laughs> <laughs> wisdom magnet. And then I just try and disperse other wisdom out the words. But it's usually me just citing somebody else. It's, at least you're giving uh, credit where credit is due. Right. So, yeah. So next question. Oh, yeah. So what's something you accomplished in 2017 that you feel super proud about? I climbed a waterfall. What? Yeah. So um, I went to Belize uh, last spring, early summer. Yeah. And we finally had a day where we could just go off and do our own thing. And a couple girls in the group were like, let's go hit up a local park. So we're like, yeah, let's let's do this. And we thought we were taking, like, an easy path because the guy was like, yeah, it'll take you an hour to get out there and about an hour back. And we're like, oh, that's legit. Right. It's about the time that we have before the van's going to come pick us up and take us back to the, uh-huh. the hotel we were at. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was actually the hardest path as well. And it's just this, like, flat dirt path. And we're walking on these little coconuts. And it's so much fun. And it's pretty. And it's humid. Uh-huh. And we're just seeing this vibrant wildlife and greenery and we finally get to these like wooden stairs and they're not like they're just wooden um posts that are blocking mm-hmm. off dirt to create stairs so it's like this very natural path i, I kept this. going and i am not an in-shape person and i was I, like heaving my short little fat ass up these stairs <laughs> and just struggling through and then it i turn a corner because we finally hit a flat point i'm like yes and turn this corner and there's a rope attached to a rock and that's how you're supposed to get to the next point. The next point are literally like just narrow rock ledges. You're climbing up a tree. You you have these ropes that you're holding on to and helping you get through and it's like your, your handhold to get through. But it was the most amazing view at the top of that. And there was a beautiful waterfall and you're just looking out over all of this like mountainous 
area and just seeing all this beautiful greenery and I was like this is the best moment of my life like I did that and it hurt and it hurt the next day but it was so rewarding and the water was beautiful it smelled a little bit but it was beautiful still I mean I was That's it was nature <laughs> and but like walking back was great and a lot easier and I got it was such a good memory oh my gosh I love that I did mm. not know that number one why haven't you told me this story I don't know. That's like, what? I have pictures of it. I can show you. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Yes. I love that. Yeah, it was it was one of my greater moments. I'm so proud of you. Because I know yeah. good and well that once I saw that rock and that ledge, I would be like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I would have turned my happy ass right around, and I would have rocked right back down. No, I, I almost did. But there was half of the group was, you know, they hike all the time, mm-hmm. and they were much lighter weight than me yeah. and much more athletic and they were up ahead so it's like I gotta find these guys and I wanted oh to catch gosh. up and I, w- I wanted to do it and I did it it felt so good I'm felt so really good. proud of you like Thank what you. a waterfall I girl know. absolutely not <laughs> like oh my god that literally the part where you were like rock ledge I was like <laughs> I just started shaking my head like I was done I was like nope you turned around it's fine you kept going yeah I live for it you're an icon. Aww. You just won RuPaul's Drag Race. No, I'm playing. I literally wish I was RuPaul. <laughs> but what about you? Uh, so I have a list that I wrote down when I was processing this earlier. But I think I'm going to talk about what we're doing right now, this podcast. Yeah. I told myself when I was, like, thinking about this. Like, mind you, I started thinking about this. When did I ask you about podcasting stuff? Oh, it was... Like, February, March? If not before then. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I want to start a podcast. Do you remember the name that I told you we should pick? What? Token and Whitey. Yes! Oh, my <laughs> gosh, that was perfect. Yeah. Literally, we were going to do a podcast called Token and Whitey, and y'all were going to get your lives, and you're yes. still getting your lives, but that's not the point. We're yeah. not Token and Whitey. It's true. But I was like... Yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I, like, kept processing through it. It was like, these are the options that I have, but I have to go to D.C. first. Like, I have to get back from D.C. And I was, like, in D.C., like, crafting, like, ideas because I literally was going through all of the struggle. And the only (laughs) hope I had was, like, I'm going to get this podcast off the ground and nobody's going to have to make me do the things that I'm doing right now. And I was like, this is going to be the greatest part. And then I came back and, like, every kind of avenue that I was trying to shoot for was falling through. And then I sat back and I was like, obviously, like, people aren't buying into these ideas. Like, what I'm doing is way bigger than, like, what I thought it was going to be. And people are, like, not really liking it. And then I was like, or I could just do it myself and teach myself the software and figure out how to, like, maneuver a system that I have no depth in. And, you know... If we all just think back to the very first episode about grad schooling while black with Cassie Osei and how bad it sounded, but how qual- how much quality that content was. And after that point, everything kind of started falling together for me. And I was like, the only times that I had last semester that I really felt kind of joyous about were when I was talking about my podcast or anything that involved my podcast. And I got to ha- like, kind of embrace and like strengthen friendships and bonds with people Mm -hmm. that like I question sometimes not saying like 
they were not going to be my friends, but kind of like I was very much in this place where I thought I was a burden for everybody. But I would get on this podcast and I would ask the question, why are we friends? And so every single person had these bomb answers. And I was just sitting there like, this podcast is teaching me that I'm way more than I think that I am. And like, it gives me energy. And like, Mm -hmm. regardless if people like start paying me for it or like keep like trying to ask for different content or things like that, like, I'm going to be as true to myself because when I'm true to myself, this podcast gives me more than any money can buy. And like, You've really I love bloomed this. since it started. I mean, last semester was what it was. Yeah, but we're going to just let it go and leave it in 2017. Yeah, but listening to you on this podcast over the last couple months mm-hmm. and seeing how excited you are about going <laughs> forward, uh, it's been amazing just to watch the growth and just see that joy thank you you're welcome you're the best (laughs) we're so good at complimenting each other look that's look if your friends can't compliment you compliment you who can strangers the answer is strangers and it happens and that happens sometimes but sometimes it's not nice Mm -mm. okay next question (laughs) what's something you didn't accomplish this year that you're going to accomplish this new year turning in assignments or projects on time and not just in a school setting (laughs) i try so hard y'all like i really really do uh some my layman on the add but uh i i just need to get good i need to be better at that Mm -hmm. um and be it being more proactive or just doing less yeah (laughs) giving me more the, the more time to do the work um yeah i just yeah, and you know good and well. I've been like, I haven't sent it to you yet, Erin, but I have literally been crafting this schedule for assignments and when we need to start working on them because it's not an I, it's a we because I also have this issue. Thank you. So I'm like, <laughs> if we can just follow this schedule, everything will be fine. We're going to drag each other to graduation. Right, because like at this point, that's all we got to get to. Mm-hmm. Like, the work will get done a means to an end like shout out to graduating and when we get to that point like the episode that we're gonna have is just us screaming into the microphones guess what I got a cap guess what I got a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) and then just ah (laughs) right for like 30 seconds and then we're out (laughs) I love it um but what about you so I have some doozies in here let's do it but um I think the one that I'm going to go with is saying no. Mm. I am a big proponent of like, I must help everybody. Because I'm an empath, when somebody tells me something and they're struggling, and I adopt those feelings on my own body, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden am like, I'm carrying this person's like work, I'm going to labor through with them, like we're gonna get, do it together and it's gonna be great. And like, mm. that has been a point of like, problem like it's kind of, like it's very problematic like, like let me just say it is very problematic right in the grander scheme yeah. of things because i was trying to save people because i couldn't save myself and not everybody wants to be saved nobody and, and also how can you care for others when you can't care for yourself yeah and like who gave me the grand like ability to save others like what i a don't responsibility yeah like yeah. i put that on my own shoulders mm-hmm. last year and like anytime somebody came to me with a problem i would try and fix it i would try to try and give them as much support as possible i would go and talk to people for them i would do all this stuff mm-hmm. just so i didn't have to think about my own stuff and so by saying no, I'm really saying yes to myself. 
And that's what I want to focus in on in 2018 is saying yes to myself. So saying no is really just saying yes to myself. I dig it. Yeah. I like it. I'm really into it. I like it. Okay. So what did you do in 2017 that made it a stronger year than 2016? That That's a really kind of tough question to answer. Um, I think it was figuring out what my actual priorities are. Uh, and this kind of touches base on like choosing to do the things that I love mm-hmm. versus just waiting for them. I, when I made the decision to go home and spend time with my dog or yeah. spend time with my husband mm-hmm. who I see once a week maybe. Right. Um, but shout out to David. Yeah, I love him. He's such a great guy. <laughs> I love him. I could gush on him for a while, so we'll <laughs> refrain. Um, but yeah, choosing to do that, um, that was kind of one of the better things. I mean, most of the time I was just sitting around and watching him play Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the PS4. Uh, but <laughs> Saves lives. Um, Literally. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I felt more centered mm-hmm. after doing that. I just felt more like okay with the world. Yeah. Like not that I didn't love I love going out and seeing my friends, but choosing, you know, the the person who's been with me for almost six years now. Yeah. And then, you know, choosing my dog who would have to be in a crate <laughs> otherwise. Like <laughs> No, was, also shout out to Bailey for being the best dog. Like every time I come over there, Bailey is like, It's Isaac. Yeah. How are you? And he says and hi in the most vocal, loud way possible. It is terrifying. I have a video. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You could share it. No, not right now. But like, <laughs> okay, we'll share it later. Because yeah. that video, like Bailey, just screeching. Because it's mm-hmm. not like a calm bark. It's like mm-hmm. this dog is in turmoil, and you switch and look, and Bailey's like, "I just want to go outside." Yeah. I'm like, "Girl, yeah, you sound like you're dying." Like <laughs> right. I just. Uh, but um. What made 2017 stronger than 2016. Okay. I did more things that made me uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. I realized in 2016, after I came out, um, that my life was going to be a lot different. But I sat in, like, the comfort of being, like, I just came out and, like, I'm going to ride this wave. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, especially in 2016, 2015, I was very vocal about certain issues. But, like, I played this character of, like, I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. Like, you're going to get this radical blackness in its fullness, and you're going to be mad at me, and you're going to try and fight me on Facebook, but you can't fight me to my face, which, like, literally somebody tried to fight me to their face, and they got their ass beat. But that's not the point. You do have a lot of radical... Like, beautiful, radical T-shirts, though. Yeah, I lived for it. Like, you read my T-shirt and you left me the hell alone. Mm -hmm. Like, you knew what I was about from the point. But the thing was, internal Isaac was very sensitive. (laughs) As we learned. and um, (laughs) As you should recognize. (laughs) Yeah, like, internal Isaac is trying to get a little bit more confident. Mm -hmm. But, like, internal Isaac was like, I'm angry about these things because this is an identity I'm trying to latch onto, but I don't fully embrace. Mm -hmm. And, like, once I kind of got into the terms of, like, I need to make myself more uncomfortable and be more upfront and vulnerable with who I am. And um, choosing to be radically vulnerable for most of like my first year at KU was very fascinating because I met a lot of amazing people who like kind of like me in this like pseudo like fullness that I was presenting. And it was awesome. Um, so 
doing that was awesome. And then once it stopped benefiting me, it became really bad. But like, it was something that made me better from 2016 to 2017. That's awesome. I've never gone through that kind of journey myself. My therapist told me recently that I have the like processing speed of like where I should be at in my life stages. I'm like where 55 year old white men like Ooh. experience stuff and I'm like a above the curve <laughs> way so above by the, the time curve. I'm 40 like y'all can't say shit to me because I'm gonna be fully realized <laughs> mm. that's why I'm hoping but yeah. I'll probably have more problems and then I'll have to process through those but we'll get there when we get there hopefully you'll have you know the well articulated skills by then hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed so last question was the year 2017 a good year for you and more importantly were you good for 2017 i think 2017 was really really good to me in a lot of very horrible ways if that makes sense yes and that's because like in my mind um good and bad are like so much more like intricate Mm -hmm. than that totally and so i kind of like look at this question and like were the actions that I took in 2017 good and were the reactions bad, like good mm-hmm. or bad? And the thing is, like, for me personally, all the actions I took I thought were good and great and I was, like, building on myself and, like, learning and doing all this other stuff. And then all the reactions sucked. And yeah. so because those reactions sucked, like it made me act poorly to 2017 and -hmm. respond poorly to what was given to me. And so now that I'm realizing kind of like how to like accept something for what it is and then process through it and realize the good that's within it, the good that's within it, I just threw up some air quotes. But um, that was my biggest well, more one of my other lessons, you know, I got like seven million lessons because I right. process really hard. But like, yeah. But yeah, that's what I kind of got came out with is that like I was bad to 2017 because I didn't like what 2017 gave me, although it was good. I like that mm-hmm. Re- kind of recognizing the complexity of it, um, and for me with processing processing this question when I was thinking about was 2017 a good year for me, the only answer I could come up with was no. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it wasn't that I didn't have a good time or I didn't learn a lot, but it, it I didn't feel like I grew like okay. I needed to. Yeah, And some of that, I've thought a lot about growth and my competency over the last couple of weeks now that mm-hmm. I can sleep more. But um, I thought a lot about why wasn't I doing how I could do mm-hmm. how I where like my confidence is really at and uh, that journey we won't really go through again <laughs> but the end result was no 2017 was not a good year for me it I have wonderful people who were there and I have a lot of wonderful memories from 2017 yeah. but I think the overall story arc it's just not the greatest. A um, lot of low points. Yeah. A lot of things that I'll be bouncing back from this right. next year and that as I was doing throughout the year. But overall, no. Um, but I think I did my best, or I tried to behave my best to <laughs> 2017. Yeah. And I think 2017 and I are leaving on, am, like, 
pretty ambivalent terms. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you leave on good terms with the year, it doesn't yeah. really matter what the year did to you or what you did to the year. Yeah. As long as you're on good terms with it. Like which I, is, I got through it. Yeah. And that was, I think, what I was striving for at the end was just making it through. Correct. Yeah. I feel that. It's really good. Okay. We're going to take one more break and then we're going to wrap up the show. Yeah. And we're back. So I created a question that somebody would have to cite me for if they ever used it. Take note. Yes. Let these people know that I need citations from everything and everyone. But my question is, highlight a phenomenal person, place, or thing that empowered you through 2017. Because we always have to end on a good note, a more mm-hmm. positive and, and mm-hmm. like enlightening moment so do you want to take the lead yes i can go first so there was this time um where i was going through a lot of stuff it was with my first practicum and towards the end of my practicum experience there was a lot of problems and a lot of things going on and i was understatement look like we're not even going to get into that so i had set up this like concert binge towards the end of the semester, like way before I even got to the end of the semester. Like I was just gonna do it regardless and none of these things happened. Then the things happened and then I was like, oh my God, I'm like not about to deal with any of this stuff. But like I went and saw Chance the Rapper, got my whole entire life, felt blessed. Like Sunday Candy came across the thing and that was the only video that I like took of the thing and then my phone died. But Sunday Candy was all I wanted. That was all I wanted. I loved that song. But then I went to go see Kalani. Now let me tell you me and Kalani's relationship so far. Um, Kalani is a light in my life. I listen to uh, Should Be Here constantly, all the way through every time I listen to it, because a lot of people like just listen to like her song with Chance the Rapper, and it's like Mm -hmm. really sexual. It's like the music video was like a lot different, but like the whole entire project itself is centered around this like this thing where she went through all of this trauma and like her grandfather died and in the intro is literally her a conversation with her in the studio talking to her grandfather and then she has this dialogue about how there should be people here and so my favorite sh- like song from her should be here that comes after the intro but like I have been listening to Kalani for a very, very long time, and I love her. Like, my little cousin Yori put me on to her one time with Just a Picture, which was a song with Kyle, and it was, like, super cute, but it was, like, critiquing the idea of, like, Instagram and social media in relationships and how people literally are more obsessed with likes than they are with their partner and sometimes date people so they can get more social media, like, curation and like content and I was like oh my god this song is blowing my mind because I don't know if this is like why I'm in the relationship I am in right now like I literally had to like process through that and like that was really important to me so like after that I was like she's welcome here for it went to her concert didn't know what I was gonna expect I got my edges snatched I was bald for (laughs) 17 days I was wearing a wig the whole time nobody knew what to do with me I was shook I was shook shaken and baked I was done you put me in the like all you had to do was put me in the oven a fryer to be exact and pull me out and you had a shake and bake steak I was ready (laughs) I lived through all of it and so 
She said like really insightful things during the concert. Like every time she did a song, every single like choreography move, I was like gagging. Like I didn't know what the fuck to do. And like, <laughs> I think back on 2017, I'm like, oh my God, there was so much bullshit and there was all these things. And then I remember something Kalani said at that concert. And I'm just like, you know, she's right. So Kalani, if you're listening to this podcast at any point in given time, shout out to you, girl. You the best. Oh, I'd give you a round of applause. I'm going to try this again. <laughs> I love this. These microphones yeah. is working. Honestly, thank you, Jim. <laughs> yes, Jim is the best. Um, wow. So I'm just going to follow up with, I guess, something fairly mediocre <laughs> in comparison. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's, I'm used to it. <laughs> like, no, I'm a I'm a pretty average person. It's fine. No, I. But you're average and great to me. Oh, thanks, Pookie. <laughs> oh, I love that nickname. Keep it. <laughs> Everybody call me Pookie for now on. That's my nickname. Isaac Pookie. It's almost like Pocky, like that candy. Oh, yeah. Let's stop there. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, my inspiring moment. I kind of just have to go back to Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, oops. Climbing that waterfall was just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Seeing all of the ruins was great. Dope. I went to Guatemala for a day. Like, it was amazing. And you lived your best life. I did. And I got to eat food that I hadn't had before. Uh-huh. And I got to meet people I'd never met before. And I yes. got to hear, like, awesome different languages and dialects and just mm-hmm. cool history. Like, uh, in Guatemala... Um, blocking roads and highways like actually worked to get their government to change the road conditions because most of the roads were unpaved but most of the commerce just comes via the roads where unlike here where a lot of it can be done in flight Mm -hmm. uh, or by train right so people would block the roads and the government was like fine we'll pave more of the roads and they still i think have areas where the roads um are unpaved Mm -hmm. but uh, they have more pavement than unpaved roads now and and i just thought that was so cool activists take note block airplanes figure it out make it happen make that happen some way somehow i'm into that idea though yeah oh don't block trains because that's yeah that's not gonna work that's a lot of violence but like I think you can block an airplane like flight track and yeah. shut down some people's travel that would be pressed for a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Noted. Yeah. But um, I just think about that a lot. And I think about the like economic disparity yeah. between just living in the South and Belize. And uh, I also think, I mean, this wasn't 2017, but I think about when I was in Russia and just... Mm-hmm. A lot of that, and that just kind of, it's not one of those, oh, things are worse someplace else, but um, it's more like if I can live longer, if I can make it through this, maybe I can make some changes in the world kind of inspiration. So Yes, inspiration. I live for it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Not as exciting as a concert. Look, like it's (laughs) one concert. You went to a whole different country. Like, there? yeah, <laughs> okay, I was still in Lawrence, amazing. Kansas. I was still in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> Lawrence has got a lot of its own life life lessons, so you can't really bash You're it. You're not wrong about yeah. that. Both and always. always. Shout out to Lily for that whole phrase in my life. You go. I love her. <laughs> anyway, so to wrap everything up, um, there's some few church announcements that I got for the mm-hmm. table. Um, 
we have a Patreon now, which if you don't know what that is, you basically pay for exclusive content. And it also supports the Table Podcast, and you get a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to go check it out, I'll put the link at the bottom. All the social media will definitely also be at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I'm working on things to make the podcast more accessible. So if you need transcripts or and have any more audio information that you feel like sharing to make your experience better, please let me know. Um, I don't know if there's anything else out there. I'm trying my best, though. Like, transcribing these transcripts is, like, at the top of my list at the moment. So it's taking some time, though, because then I also have to transcribe. Well, anyway, not the point. Anyway, but do you have any events that are going on or upcoming that you want to share with the world, a.k.a. the people who listen to this podcast? You know, they are the world for this this moment. (laughs) At this point. Uh, So there's not a lot going on. Um, That's really big. Mm -hmm. But I do always love inviting people out to board game events. Yes, board game events. Um, Wednesday nights are board game nights at Game Nut here in Lawrence. Which location? Uh, The Mass Street location. But if people want to come hang out at Iowa Street with me, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be against that <laughs> i think thursday nights is game nights over at boom okay. comics Amazing. um i think rolling gnome they have just open tables and they have a lot of stuff going on kind of every night i think they're always down for board games okay cool friday there's actually a i think a board game night this is um friday the fifth okay there's a board game night over at hyvee at six awesome and um Gosh, the the second Saturday is going to be board games at Conroy's, okay. and um, I think there's a third board game night, but I'll mention that in another episode when I remember yes. it. Yes, um, I will definitely put some kind of atten- like itinerary schedule of board game nights in the description, or just post it on social media at some point yeah. because like. Who doesn't like a good board game? Right. And if you yeah. don't, if you said no to that, you need to come play board games with me. I have a huge collection. Not a huge, but I've got quite a collection of some fun ones. Oh, there's also, like, we're doing a paint and take if anybody wants to paint I miniatures. I saw that, and yeah. I was like, wait, I want to paint a miniature. Yeah, come out to um, the Ninth and Mass Game Nut location okay. next Monday the right. 8th. Okay. Um, I think, like, after 6. Uh, the guy, Nick, who runs it, he's a really cool dude. Um, kind of a goofball. Sorry, Nick, you are. <laughs> but we like you anyway. <laughs> awesome. Um, and he comes and paints, and uh, he'll help people paint, and he brings a lot of supplies and stuff like that. So. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We have all these cool announcements. You guys should go do them. Yeah. Especially, specifically, people of color and, like, marginalized identities because Please. those are safe spaces. I promise. Yeah. And if somebody does anything, I'll also be there. So, like, Mm -hmm. tap me on the shoulder and I start swinging. For some reason, I'm in, like, this, like, I think it's the moon being in cancer. Aaron doesn't believe in astrology. But (laughs) I think it's the moon being in cancer, girl. Yeah. I'll take that. That's all I can do right now because I really was about to. mm, We're not going to talk about that right now. Anyway, it was good talking to y'all at the table today. See you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.